0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Screen Speak. A podcast that's all about movies, life and so much more. As you've come to expect on this show, this is me, Jordan Anderson. This is my podcast and as always, I thank you each and every time for coming by and giving this show a listen. First, I got to get some stuff out of the way. Namely, where the hell have you been? What's going on? Why 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 are you just now dropping an episode? It's been like 2 weeks, dude. Like what are you doing? Well, let me tell you what I've been doing. Okay, it's it's, I have some excuses. I think they're valid. I mean, maybe not to you, but you know, you gotta you gotta live with your actions and your choices and things like that. And I had things come up that I had to deal with, so that is why I was away. But let me elaborate. Um. Truth is, there's a couple of things. One, it's the holiday season, you know, like that one song, the It's the holiday season, and, and Santa's gonna squeeze his fat ass down the thing or something, the, the chimney, right? Uh, <laughs> sorry to disrespect Santa and his uh, wide girth. I, I, I girth. Is that... Why am I trying to be polite? Santa's fat. Okay. Yep. There. I said it. I don't. I don't really know. I'm not editing that out. Nope, I'm not. I'm leaving it in. I said what I said. Sorry if you are offended. Um, you know, typically these intros are a little bit more prepared than this one, but I just I, I I've been sitting on this episode for a little while, and it's just because I've been working on a lot of stuff for the podcast for 2024. Um, working on a new segment actually for the podcast. I uh, can't really tell you about it just yet, but I think in the next week, uh, maybe next week or less, I want to say. Uh, I will actually release the first part of it. So, ooh, what's that mean? It's in parts? Could be. You'll just have to go ahead and listen in when it does drop to see, but that is something else I've been working on, and and I'm very excited about it, uh, so I'm putting in a little tease on that right now. Um, But anyways, going back to where I've been, so holidays, uh, just been busy. My day job has been keeping me steadily busy, and um, you know, just seeing people, family, friends, doing like after work functions here and there, things like that. It, it's been keeping me busy, uh, and again, just all the stuff for getting ready for the podcast for next year because I have a I have a big year plan for Screen speak, and I hope that everybody is gonna stay around for for the ride that that will turn out to be. I probably could have gotten an episode up, you know, maybe one or two prior to now, but. I also had some anxiety going on, honestly, in, in the last couple of weeks. That was something that I, I don't, you know, it's not something I like to talk about a lot on the podcast, but it is something that I do deal with from time to time is, you know, is heightened states of anxiety, right? I mean, holidays do tend to bring that up, but truth is there's just been, you know, a few things kind of going on in life that was causing me to have some stress, And I was, you know, just handling it as one does, and I didn't really want to project that out, uh, out to the podcast. So I chose to just kind of step, step back for just a little bit to kind of, you know, collect myself, get my things together, get my affairs in order before I brought back uh, new content too. But rest assured, I am back, and I promise it's not my uh, goal ever to step away for a really indefinite amount of time. Longest I ever actually really try to do it at this point is about now, about two weeks. Um, But ideally speaking, I really try to get episodes out at least once a week, and I'll really try to keep with that for the future going forward. So please stick with me on that. Um, Really do appreciate it. And also, I have over 100 episodes in the can. So if you really want to go and check out old stuff, go ahead and do that too, unless you are an absolute diehard fan and you've been listening to this podcast since day one. If that's the case, I mean, that is awesome, and actually, you should let me know if that's the case, and here's how you can do that. Subtle plug right there, <laughs> or subtle shift into the plugs right there, I should say. So if you are not already a follower of the podcast, go ahead and hit that follow button on whatever it is that you are listening to this on, uh, whether it do be the Spotify's of the world, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. You're listening to a podcast, so just hit the follow button so that you do get notified when new episodes drop. Sometimes that means you got to hit a bell. Other times it just means you'll find my face when you're scrolling through your podcast feed. So go ahead and do that. You can always check me out on Instagram and or just give me a message on my email All that information is in the description of this and every episode of ScreenSpeak, so please, please go ahead and do that, so that way you can stay in the know on everything I got going on with this thing, and help show support in any which way you can. I'm not asking for donations or anything like that. Not to say that I won't maybe entertain that idea in 2024, doing some sort of like a like a Patreon thing or you know shaking my digital tin cup to people to you know get some get some buckaroos to help keep the thing going but 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 for now I don't ask that. I don't ask that right now. All I really ask for support is that you listen to the episodes, you tell your family, tell your friends about it, tell your movie friends about it in particular, uh, and or just anybody that you know in the industry because I really try to keep this show Uh, an open experience for just about anybody out there that has any sort of passion or love for the world of movies, art, and entertainment. So there you go. Um, Let me tell you all a little bit about who I have on this episode. It is a new guest, new to you, but technically a person that I talked with back in September, and I'm just now getting around to releasing their episode, which I don't really feel that great about holding on to something that long, but it's a conversation that I had at the Iowa Independent Film Festival. It was actually the first conversation uh, that was recorded at the official after party of the Iowa Independent Film Festival, the 16th annual one. And that was the one I went to uh, back in, in September. That was in Mason City and Clear Lake, Iowa. And I met a lot of great people there, recorded a ton of different conversations, but Truth is, it just takes me time to get through them all and still produce new content and you know, hold a day job and be married and have a family and everything else uh, that a 32-year-old man has in his life. That That's just kind of the way it was. Um, and again, I really try not to half-ass content when I put it out there. I really want to give it my all when I am deciding to release something. So I really want to make sure I put care and attention into it. And this episode with Andrew here is an example of that. So... Andrew, who is this? Who is this guest that I have on? So on this episode of Screen Speak, I'm speaking with a animator, actually. The first time, I should say, by the way, that I've ever spoken with a person that's done animation or created an animated short. Uh, But this gentleman's name is Andrew Paulson. So let me tell you a little bit about him, and then I'll explain a little bit about his short, and then we'll just go ahead and get into it. So a bit about Andrew himself, he is from the Des Moines, Iowa area and he's he's a pretty young guy. He's a recent graduate of the Des Moines Area Community College. I uh, believe he has a, some some sort of a degree in animation. I want to say I don't have his, you know, his plaque in front of me that has his stuff, but that's what I've been told. Um, He's been in the animation for pretty much most of his life. I think he watched a lot of shows as a kid, animated shows. Eventually, he began exploring drawing on his own, and that eventually led him to getting into animation, studying the assets of it, the technology of it. And getting into his own art and character design, uh, which eventually led him to go to school at the Des Moines Area Community College, uh, where he is now a, a college graduate on that. So, hey, congratulations, Andrew, for graduating college. Welcome to the real world. I promise it doesn't suck. It is actually a good thing. You just have to, um, you 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 only get what you give, right? I, at least that's how I kind of look at it with a lot of aspects of life. Just like that one song. Remember, it's, for, it's from like the New Radicals. I think that's it. It's like a one-hit wonder from the 90s. Someone out there will know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. So again, what, what, what have I said about Andrew? He loves animation. He is an animator. He's a college graduate, and he likes to draw quite a bit. Uh, Aside from drawing, as I said, he does do his own cartoon character designs, he does some writing, and from the research I have done on him just after the episode, it appears he also has a hobby with vintage cars. I know nothing about cars, so I probably could not hold a conversation to save my life with him about cars, but hey, if you like vintage cars, maybe explore Andrew, look at all his information that I have in the description of this episode, and check out what he's got going on on his Instagram. He's got a YouTube. You can check out his website. Uh, he gave me his email, so if you perhaps want to maybe collaborate with him on something, hint, hint, he might actually like that sort of thing. Um and yeah, that's that's what I'll just say about him as far as a person goes. Um, at least like his bio and whatnot. As far as a person goes... Well, I've never talked with an animator before, uh, not, not before I talked with Andrew at least. So I really didn't have any sort of frame of reference for, you know, what do, what do I talk with a person that does animation about? I, I really wasn't sure how to approach it. So I guess I just tried to rely on what I would call my natural people skills without sounding too big of a douche. But uh, yeah, that's what I tried to do. We talked about a lot of different things in our conversation. Uh, we talked about ego. Interestingly enough, he's actually pretty open with the fact that he has one. Um, Whether or not it's a healthy one, I mean, that's not really for me to say. I I always have a hard time uh, wrestling with ego myself. Not having one per se, but keeping it it in check. Because I I think everybody from time to time should have an ego about something every now and again. But you don't want to become arrogant with it. Um, but you know, there's, there's a fine line with it. You want to have some confidence too, but you also don't want to get a big head and everything like that. So it's kind of tricky, but we start the conversation off actually by talking about that, uh, talk about some software that's used to animate shorts. Talk about, of course, the short itself. Uh, talk about music, favorite films, our thoughts on cover music, and a lot of other things. Uh, and at this point I should probably tell you about his short, So his short is called Not Just Deliveries. His short, Not Just Deliveries, is available on YouTube. I have the link for it down in the description below. It's about five, six minutes, I want to say. And what I would tell you for a short is considering it's, I mean, again, I don't know really much about the the world of animation and how long it takes to do something. Uh, But I know from talking with him, actually, before we hit record and just doing research, He worked on the thing for months. I want to say it was like four or five months prior to him even showing it to people. And you would think just for a handful of minutes, like how long could that possibly take to do? But I know animation is no joke, and there is a lot of technical design knowledge that has to go into it. Um, He worked a lot on getting like the voices and the tone of the whole thing. So it really is a, a unique art form in the whole world of film, art, and entertainment uh, and I enjoyed talking with him about it. His short itself has uh has a lot of like uh like cynical humor i guess um some somewhat about like just kind of pop culture references that are just thrown in everybody's face out there. Um, all the people in the, in the short are animals. So I think that's interesting. Uh, kind of almost gave me like a, like almost like a, well, I was about to say like a Zootopia vibe, but I just mean like, it's like animals doing adult things. Uh, in this case, I believe it's like a, a, a man cat thing. I sound like a complete jackass, but it is a animated animal that is doing essentially like an Uber delivery. And he is just having problems with it and having all kinds of things that are annoying the shit out of him throughout. So probably not the greatest description for his short but that's what I have for you on that and I can tell you that I enjoyed talking with him and that I think I think it was his first podcast it might have been his first podcast I'm not 100% sure maybe he says it in the playback I don't know you'll just have to pay attention to the episode in case he actually says so um I think that's pretty much all I got for an introduction for everybody on this All I'll say now is that, as always, I appreciate every single one of you for coming by the podcast again, giving it a listen, showing some support for it. Uh, Feel free to drop a rating for the show as well, because if you do like it, I do actually pay attention to those sorts of things. So please do that because it helps get more eyes and ears on this podcast and helps it grow. That would mean the world to me. Uh, and I think that's it. You know, I, I'm sure I'm going to have content coming before Christmas. So just, you know, keep an eye out for that as well. I don't know if I'll be releasing like a best and worst of the year list type of thing. I want to say I did something like that last year. Uh, but honestly, things have been really busy lately. So I just I haven't even had time to, to think that far in the past, let alone right now towards the future. Um, but I promise you, I will get there. Cause like I said, my, my sites right now are on 2024 bound. That's, that's where we're going to be at soon. So I want to be prepped. So that way it's going to be the best year yet for the podcast. So yeah, that's it. Um, we'll definitely talk before Christmas, but for now, go ahead and sit back, relax, enjoy whatever it is that you're doing right now and enjoy this conversation. I have with the young up and coming animator, Mr. Andrew Paulson. iowa independent film festival after party you're the first recording at this thing thank you how does that feel
1: uh intense honestly (laughs) i didn't even think i'd get nominee but i did get nominee for a first uh did
0: they did they notify you before that you're gonna get nominated or did you just find out no
1: no i just found out
0: that's Um, awesome man how did that how how, how did what did that feel like
1: i mean a part of me just because i've been doing animation for like a decade now i kind of expected to win the award just based off my ego but like you got an ego yeah, a little bit. <laughs> at least you're aware. A lot, a lot of the people who worked with me know that I had an ego, especially during my teen years of animating. But well, um, what
0: was the ego like, if you don't mind me asking? I mean, like, how did that kind um, of shape it, in your animations?
1: Um, I thought I was like the hottest thing um, yeah. on the website. I posted my animations to, I thought like nobody's ever done this before. And to an yeah. extent, a little bit is of that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, though considering since a lot of animation now is just moved to the internet in general, now you have, like, a bunch of, like, web shows that are, you know, up to TV standards that I can't really meet by myself. I can get pretty damn close, so. Yeah, yeah. But, um... But, yeah, so, seeing nominee, yeah, I think I, I'll take that. I mean, as a first time going to a film festival, I'll, I'll accept that.
0: You know, it's, it's an honor to get recognized in any shape or form, I think, in this exactly. industry. And, you know, also I think tonight's sort of a testament to that, that, you know, this may not be Hollywood per se, but no. Mason City, Clear Lake, there's some really big-hearted people that are out here uh there's people that really care about the community here and i think really respectful of the arts and allowing different people a platform to i really think gain confidence under their belt is sort of how i look at this festival in a lot of ways because there's a lot of people here not that there's not seasoned people but there's a lot of first-time filmmakers uh in some respects too and i know how big confidence kind of plays into your your drive to continue um but i gotta ask you about animation and whatnot because i'll be honest you're they're the first person i've had on the podcast that has done animation Mm -hmm. so impressive so i have questions okay so first off if you don't mind getting just a little technical not too into the weeds but like what are the programs that you use to achieve the vision that you put together
1: uh, regarding this specific animation? Yeah, or?
0: this specific okay. one, or you could generalize it a little bit, but I mean, this specific one's good.
1: This specific one, I'll go, I'll go with this one since it was kind of a new. me dipping my toes into something, you know, completely different. Mm-hmm. I used Adobe Animate to animate the actual animation, um, but it was. the only sound that I added was the voice lines and I think some sound effects. Um, I think some of the backgrounds, too, I used uh, Adobe Illustrator just to. Make sure that the the colors in them were they're called it's called RGB safe where okay. you can show the film in different mediums like your laptop, your phone, it'll be somewhat still consistent.
0: Did you go to school for this, or?
1: Yeah, I just graduated actually.
0: Hey, congratulations, <laughs> man! That's awesome. Was it Was it feel like to be in the real world? Uh, it's If you so call harsh. this the real world,
1: <laughs> yeah. A, a cool. lot of a lot of things I know, so there's a lot of other struggling artists so just be trying to get their voice out there and hopefully get. Something You know, I,
0: I hope in my own small way that my podcast can help with that. Um, no, this
1: is a, i never thought I would get this far on. So I just thought I was kind of a one-hit wonder in my teenage years nah, during my man. old web show. And how, how old are you? I'm 22. I'll be 23. And you're young, man. You're young.
0: You're not a one-hit wonder. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I gotta ask, so aside from the programs and whatnot, this what's the title of this animation? Why don't you tell people that, kind of what it's about? Um, And also, can people watch it, or do they have to see it at a festival?
1: Uh, yeah. So, the title of the animation is not just deliveries. It's my first full Adobe Animate animation. Um, It's about an anthropomorphic bat um, who works at a retail job and absolutely hates it, because... Why would someone hate working a retail job? Well, I work at a retail (laughs) job currently, (laughs) (laughs) Might have some opinions on that one. I think, like, 23 states in America, top employer is Walmart, so, I mean, that in and of itself is probably, you know, a little depressing, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. like, so many jobs out there, but a lot of people go to the retail service, which isn't known for best quality of, you know, work environment or best pay. Right. Yeah.
0: So, you got the animated creatures, he works, excuse me, the bat. Yeah. you said the better the Anapromorphic yeah bat. See, I'm not even saying that right the, the bat so a okay.
1: humanoid bat basically
0: humanoid bat works in retail hates it where does it go from there
1: a lot of the plot derives from him going being put into situations that he can't control that drive him insane like a retail job would right um, this one of course would be a delivery. Uh, Driver, Mm -hmm. And I will not lie, this honestly was a bit of inspired in quotations from a Spongebob episode that I grew up with.
0: Well, which which one in particular? Uh,
1: Pizza delivery, if I'm remembering the title correctly. Now, I
0: know Spongebob, I'm not going to act like I'm a hardcore fan, so I don't know that specific episode. Uh, But
1: how did that one inspire this? Uh, So basically, they're trying to deliver a pizza, and that... Mr. Krabs just makes up out of his ass or whatever and then I love Mr. Krabs by the way <laughs> money exactly <laughs> I need to send Squidward with Spongebob too just because I mean what are, what are you doing Squidward it's dead inside so sends them with Spongebob and they go through like a bunch of like trivial it's more comedic on their side mine's a bit more in tune with the world but like there's, he's trying to get hitchhiker Spongebob and he's doing like this weird dance that just drives Squidward insane <laughs> Yeah. and then there's like a tornado and then he said that they're lost they don't know where the city is and then Squidward says well the city is this way because I am i don't trust you even though Spongebob was correct so they get further lost <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then towards the end Spongebob finally delivers his pizza and then this guy just like slams it in front of his face because he didn't have his diet drink
0: I see, I see. Now, I gotta ask, why the animals? You know, like, why Why are they animals? Like, was that intentional? You just like animals? Uh, like, what's going on?
1: Well, it's a combination of different things. Uh, a lot of the time, uh, I feel like my art, the character design is inspired by Rodney Greenblatt, who made the Parappa the Rapper games, which had similar character designs. mm mm-hmm. um, I grew up with a bunch of animals, I think. I had two turtles, I had four cats total, I had a dog, had some fish.
0: Geez. Are any of these still around? Or? No.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Um, if, if, if I could afford to have pets again, I definitely would. Um, What's the
0: dream pet, you know? you got, like, a favorite kind of dog breed or something like that? No,
1: I'm more of a cat person.
0: Hey, ca- hey, respect. Cats are awesome.
1: Yeah, actually, my first animated series was based off of a cat, actually. Okay. Um,
0: now, who, who, who have you shown this film to? I mean, like, outside of the festival here, I mean, who's seen this?
1: Uh, well, I, I released it on June, so it's been out for a few months now. Where, where could people find it? It's on YouTube. Just search up Not Just Deliveries. It, you
0: got, like, a channel, or is this just, like, a one-and-done thing? Like, yeah,
1: it's a channel. It's was my personal channel but okay. I debated whether or not I wanted to put it its own channel but yeah. I put it in my one just because it has both that series and snippets of my old series on it, so...
0: One thing I particularly wanted to touch on in your short that I I, I appreciated at least as somebody that has opinions on radio and media and stuff like that, you have a moment in there where you're kind of showing like a little traffic jam sort of thing, and there's a person that basically is flipping around on the radio, and there's some fun commentary of like, welcome back to like generic pop song number, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, Why did you put that in there?
1: Um... So I I love music. Uh, Actually, before I did animation, I actually wanted to be more of a musician. My mom bought me a piano when I was young, and... Well, I couldn't learn, like, the basic songs. I couldn't learn to play, like, Coldplay's Clocks, which was yeah. a huge song. I
0: love, I, hey, I love Coldplay, by the way. Is, is that one of your favorite songs from them?
1: That's just, I like the older Coldplay in general. I'm not a huge fan of their newer stuff. That's actually mm-hmm. kind of part of where that joke came from. Like, oh, a lot of, okay. A lot of pop music now just has this overproduced, super clean production onto it, and it's, like, mm. uninspired lyrics, um... Uh, This might be a sin to a lot of people, but I actually agree with Roger Waters on this sense that uh, there's a band called Genesis that he said that they were shallow and that after I think the album Duke, you know, they just laid the current road to current pop music where it's just overproduced synthesizers, effects. Yeah,
0: you know, music is something, I mean, I, I, I listen to a fair amount of it myself, um, actually, with movies, I'm one of the people that will listen to a lot of composed music, a lot of the scores in yeah. films, which I feel, unfortunately, outside of the film community, is underappreciated to like the general audience yeah. member. Like they'll listen to them, they'll say like, "Oh, that's like the background music or something," and and, and that just makes me cringe because I'm like, no, no, I, no, it's not. It creates the mood, it sets the tone, it does a lot for a story. I
1: deliberately chose the background music. Um, both, well, one's a cover that I made to kinda of hint back to my music roots.
0: Do you, you still play stuff or
1: uh no nah, not as much. Yeah. Um, I know like some riffs, like I know like the Page mode's um oh what's what was their biggest biggest hit. Like dun, 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 dun. Can't okay. get enough. Yeah. That yeah, one. I know how it. to play that one. Um and then I think I learned how to play oh god. John Lennon's uh Imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, classic. Those are the only two I actually remember how to play, but two of yeah. them are, you know, very influential songs, so...
0: so your animation, man, I, I'm curious, because you must still have an interest, I'm assuming, at furthering uh, your growth in it, or where you're kind of wanting to take it. Um, yeah. Wh- wh- I mean, what's next for you?
1: That I haven't decided, I mean, considering that I got nominee, I'm kind of thinking, well, now I want to push it to something award-winning. Yeah. Uh, but right now, I don't think I can really do that by myself. I probably have to get my old, you know, friends back, because...
0: How many, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, if, like, how much of this was, did you have help with?
1: So, I had one friend who is making his own series that I'm helping out with. Mm hmm. Um, he mostly kind of co wrote it. He went over the script and suggested some changes, you know, get rid of some filler, maybe add this in, maybe remove this, make it more punchier. Sure. Um, but before even that, like, when I used to write things, I used to actually write it with my friends and then we'd all collaborate. Um, to make something, you know, unique that had a both of our strengths and his strengths and kind of filled with each other's weaknesses. Yeah. Um, one of them, uh, I'm, you probably wouldn't have heard of this, but more my community would know what this is. It was called The Court and even The Void. Okay. Um, both had a similar character arc where a friend, you know, betrays another friend and he has to go on a, you know, a journey to redeem himself and to, you know, undo his mistakes.
0: Just curious, it's, it's the, the the cliche question that gets asked to anybody that's in the movie world and whatnot. But what are your favorite movies? Um,
1: it depends really on the month. I don't. Always t- does. I don't tie myself to one. I don't think that's. Uh, very yeah, I, I never.
0: I never say favorite movie yeah. because that's impossible.
1: Um, currently this month I saw the Simpsons movie a few times. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Um. I saw the the first SpongeBob movie. Mhm. Um and I think uh, I saw what was it? It was the Soul. It was the one that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross scored.
0: Okay, is that the you said Soul, right?
1: Yeah, the that's Pixar. the
0: Pixar one. I think Jamie Foxx like Jazz Jazz yeah. movie, right? I have not seen that one. Is it good?
1: Oh, it's very good. Yeah. No. Um, Definitely on par with some of their older works, if you ask me. Just a lot of the characters. And, and you work. said
0: that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross scored that. Yeah, a Pixar movie.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, and the music used in my film was also by Trent Reznor and Atticus. Was Ross. it? Yeah, it was Nine Inch Nails' "A uh, Ghost" album, which okay. he released as Creative Commons back in the day. He said, "Like I want people to take." This album and do something with it.
0: You ever seen them live, like in concert? Or, or I are,
1: wish, uh, no unfortunately. But,
0: but it seems like you would if you could. Oh yeah,
1: wonderful.
0: Who have you seen in concert?
1: Um, I wanted to see A Nation, but I couldn't get. Yeah, that'd any. be good. Uh, I think they had. I think they were playing in Cedar Rapids. They were playing in Clyde, which is a suburb of Des Moines. Uh huh. I wanted to go see the one in Peoria, just because I haven't been to Peoria yet.
0: Um, who have you seen?
1: Um. There was Brit Floyd, which is a Pink Floyd tribute band, that was back in 2016. Uh, there was a Led Zeppelin one, I think. In 2017, we went to. Sure. There was another Pink Floyd uh, one. We also saw a tribute band at the State Fair in Iowa.
0: Iowa has a lot of tribute bands. Yeah. I I'll be honest. This might seem like a hot take on the subject. I I, I don't know if it is or not. But I always I feel like I get some pushback when I bring this up. I am not the biggest person in the world that likes a lot of cover music. I don't.
1: Understandable.
0: It's, it's it's not for like lack of respect for like the musicians that do it. I mean, they they clearly can play the instruments. There's clearly talent there. Like I, I don't yeah. dispute that. I can't do it. I can't play it. I cannot perform like that. So I, I understand there's a separation there at least with myself, but. I don't know. I'm just like, if you're really going to be a true musician and kind of make your mark in the world, I think you got to produce something original. It's not that I mind somebody that's produced stuff to then do some covers. If you've established yeah. yourself in your own voice, that's fine. But if that's what you're going to kind of slowly make your bread and butter off of, it's just not for me. Um, and I wish sometimes Iowa, as far as the state goes, would kind of get more diversity when it comes to the different concerts and performers they would get here. Because yeah. I feel like there's like a ton of... Uh, either cover music or it's like stuff like you know like so, journey and yeah, 38 special a, and stuff I like have that a
1: rule on uh tribute bands you gotta put your own spin into it yes you can't just copy the music no
0: um, if you're gonna do that i'll just listen to the radio yeah like, I, I don't need to do it
1: um but it needs to be meaningful like it can't just be like the same you know progression same even like same mix like some of my uh, favorite live uh Musicians Simon Garfunkel, yeah, when they played live, they would always mix up their songs, like just how they sang it, and made it like actual, uh, you know, useful or not useful, unique. Yeah. So like, if a tribute band could do that, they would actually have a reason to listen to them. Like, it's more than just a remix; it's actually a reinterpretation of the song.
0: That's the key. If there's, a, if there's a way to maybe get that term out there, reinterpretations, yeah. instead of cover groups, I feel like that's actually a more respectful way to the people that are recording it as well Exactly. doing it. I haven't thought about that before. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally going to like like write that down and just like start <laughs> saying that in conversation. And then people are like, what are you talking about? Be like, oh no, I say that instead of cover. That's the new way of saying that. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you think you would go to more festivals after this one? Yeah, if you sub- had the opportunity to. Yeah,
1: I already submitted a, a few more, uh, I think, last month. I think one of them's in Atlanta, Georgia. hmm There's one in California, and then there's one in Canada. I don't know if they've been sub- or selected or not. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I submitted those. I might submit, I don't know what Des Moines has, because that's where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they had a 48-hour film festival, and actually the Ten Commandments of, uh, the one that we saw, Ten Commandments yeah. of Catering or whatever, well, actually was made for that film festival and Oh, the point okay. I learned that, yeah.
0: Let me ask you a question, man. I I, I don't ask it on every episode of my podcast, but it does kind of tie back to the core of my show. How do movies speak to you?
1: Um frankly it depends on the movie i'm watching like i won't watch you know a perks of a wallflower the same way i'd watch something like i don't know the incredibles like they're two completely different you know yeah. moods for me to watch them like when i go to like perks of being a wallflower i'm more like an emotional vulnerable position i'm feeling that moment in my life versus you're does that
0: to... does that relate to you like pretty? Oh yeah, pretty that... relatable as far as like your high school days and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I can tell you on that one, man. Um, you, 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 you might not believe it, like sitting across talking with me and stuff. But I in high school was very. I'm not gonna say exactly like that because I mean he's able to you know be with Emma Watson and and, and so still has some good, so so like, good he had luck better there. Life <laughs>
1: than I did in high school,
0: but I understand the wallflower element. I had very little self-confidence in high school i mean yeah. it's, it's a hard time for a lot of people because you're figuring out who you are and sometimes you're you're not even lucky enough to have really a good group around and you then,
1: th- and you have like bad people telling you who you are then you're like yeah you and internalize you believe, it when you're an adult yeah. you don't even realize it till it's probably too late
0: yeah No. so that movie is certainly one that like i watch it and it's like it's a i mean it's a really good movie but it, it definitely hits home I think yeah, for anybody that's, like, an introvert like that or yeah, has I can't experienced watch it, it...
1: every day, like... No. It's not just because, like, oh, I don't like crying. It's just because, like... I mean, I feel those feelings. Sometimes I just wake up and, like, nothing's happened. So, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um,
0: you know what? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, man, and I, and I promise I'm not trying to get, like, a reaction out of you or no, anything no, like that. No, no, But it's it's big of you to just be able to be here right now and, and putting yourself out here like this. Yeah. It is. Be, because I think sometimes people either maybe don't consider it, or they're not thinking about it, but a lot of the artists that come out to these different things, I mean, not everybody's a mega extrovert, and, yeah. and doing all that. And it takes a lot to put your work out there that's very personal to you for an audience to see. Exactly. Um, and that's not easy, man, but I mean, I promise you, I mean, you're doing great here. It's its only going to be uphill from here for you. I mean, like... Hopefully.
1: Up, uphill on I mean, it'll way. be a roller coaster. Like, I'm still working at retail, so, you know.
0: Look, I'll 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 tell you something. I don't think I've actually admitted this on the podcast before, but I'll I'll tell you right now, okay? Okay. So I went to school for graphic design, okay? And I had a very different vision of myself when I graduated. I thought for sure that I'm going to, like, work in, like, advertisement. Like, I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to, you know, be a great artist and make some really expensive commercial stuff, and that's going to be what I'm going to do, right? Now... I get my first real job at, I won't say the company, but it was, for for lack of a better word, a direct mail manufacturer, okay? And I didn't make it there. Uh, it's the only job I've ever gotten fired from. Really? You know? Yeah, never happened before in my life. I, I would like to think I'm a, you know, for the employers I've worked for, I'm a, I'm a good person, work hard, I'm skilled, you know? I, I, I have a good heart, everything like that, but it did not work there, okay? Yeah. And... What kind of happened from that is I kind of had to force myself to take a hard look in the mirror and kind of figure out what it is I'm kind of trying to want. And there was a moment that I ended up... I mean, this was... I'm trying to think. This was in, like, like mid-2016 into, like, early 2017. I worked at Target. (laughs) And, dude, that's after getting a bachelor's in graphic design and thinking that I'm going to do this and then here I am working at a job that frankly at the time in my head I had a lot of shame with it because Mm -hmm. I needed money to kind of pay the bills but at the same time I'm like this is embarrassing to me because I I, I knew I had more potential in me and stuff like that but here's the good news okay? (laughs) not saying this to be like a sob story but when I was there there was a lot of really good people I met and there's a lot of people there that actually make a career out of working at a place like that. And retail, like any other place, is a is a necessary field. And yeah. people work really hard. Um, they have to work long hours. They work evening shifts. They work overnights. Essential
1: workers, basically. You yeah. Know, no. Like health, no. Healthcare, basically. Uh,
0: essential workers, absolutely. And the pandemic taught us that certainly more oh, yeah. than any other time. But all I'll say is this: is sometimes in life you got to put your pride aside and whatever sort of ego that you have and just know you know what you're working you're paying the bills you're making ends meet there is pride to be taken in that there are people that will not work or they'll try to create jobs or just be bullshit frankly if they're like an entrepreneur and stuff like that not that they're all bad but do not diminish uh, don't excuse me don't diminish yourself because you're like I work retail I work a counter job like you know those are people too man
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of other artists who, you know, work either if it wasn't service industry, it was doing something that they didn't want to do. Right. Um, and I don't think, you know, there's anything wrong with, at least taking some pride with it, in it. Yeah. But, uh,
0: you don't want to do it forever. I get that.
1: Yeah, exactly. There is a point I, I'm probably not there. I feel like I'm there, but I'm probably not there. Like I said, I'm only 22. Yeah. There is a point where you kind of want to draw the line. You gotta, you know, make yeah. some, yeah, push yourself. Okay. It, I'm too comfortable in my current position. I have to yeah. take the next step up.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is, is I I, like, I wish I could tell you, man, that there's going to be you know people that are going to push you in that direction. I don't think there is. To be honest, I mean, no. like you you're, you know only you is going to know where you're kind of wanting to go on that, and it won't be easy. But I respect any artist that is willing to still do an honest day's work and make a living while they're pursuing their dream. Um, it's just kind of like, you know, again, it's, just, it's finding that kind of fine line between how much am I committing to this thing yeah. that's paying my living versus how can I then take my passion, turn it into profit, and actually start doing more of what I love and have it be recognized professionally and get money for it. Exactly. But you'll get there if you believe in it, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've worked with others. Th- I've gotten paid for, you know, doing... An, quote-unquote animation before i was yeah. an asset designer on a um a web series and i got paid i think ten dollars per asset and i think i managed to cram out like three of them within the hour and, yeah. and that was an easy thirty dollars and i sense the style of the show was so you know tight and like kind of like hand drawn kind of like what i had up there it was pretty easy to get them let me ask out.
0: so let me let me ask for animation here yeah. And I'll start to wind this down because I realize I got to get something to eat. (laughs) Um, But I got to ask, so like, any type of creative field? I mean, specifically in animation. I imagine there's—I'm not going to say a straightforward track of success of like how you kind of get to the level of getting paid to do it. But do you know animation-wise, like what it takes to kind of get to work for like a studio or get to work for you know a film? Like how how do you get there?
1: For a studio like in Hollywood. You probably have to move to California, at the very least, internship at one of those studios and then kind of present your work. And then you work with them for, it can be anywhere like six months to a year. And then hopefully, you know, you develop your skill set enough where they think, okay, you're employable, you're on the team. And you're probably going to be stuck in California because a lot of that stuff isn't really remote. But a lot of people, I think, now are turning towards web animation. And all you have to do there was. If they have, like, a position open, you uh, submit your demo reel and they, there's a good chance that if they like what they see, they'll hire you on. Yeah. Another thing is, is, like, these film festivals, they have specific ones for cartoons and animation. Okay. And there are some people who make, on work on those uh, series that, you know, will go there and then they'll kind of, like, assess the market, like, who can we, you know, employ who f- best fits our art style. Etc. Etc. Like um, you might not know who uh, these people are. Um, there's this YouTube channel called Jack and Jellyfish I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. That's made this thing called an object show. And like ten years ago, it was just some random thing on the internet that they made as a hobby. And now it's an actual studio. Like you could actually work there. Mm-hmm. And like if they've seen your work or something like hell of a boss, if they've seen your work with like people work on the show, they will like put a name in for you. And then there's a good chance that you have like at least you know a trial period of doing your work. It's not what you know, but who you know. But
0: I will say it it is one of the tried and true cliches. But you're absolutely right. Especially I would say from the the exposure I have at least in the filmmaking community and whatnot. It's a very relationship tight knit community. Yeah. Um. So it definitely helps to be at events like this. I think you know meet some people. I can definitely tell you for myself getting to this festival it happened from being at another festival that's how it happened i I would not have been here if it wasn't for another festival i'd been to and met people that knew people at this festival and taken that next step so everything is possible on that but you do got to follow through on it too yeah because i think there's there's a lot of people i see that make that mistake they they'll be very either you know, very charming, like, you know, they make a really good first impression and, you know, make somebody be like, wow, like, I want to know more about them. And then they just, they just drop the ball. They do, they yeah. just don't even go on <laughs> to the next step. So, that's, yeah, that's certainly a piece of advice I would give to anybody at something like this, is just make sure if you get somebody's contact info, you follow up.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. nobody likes people who, because it doesn't make you really um, reliable. And there was even a, a tweet, I think I saw... About, like, there is a guy who worked on, like, a little niche project of his own. He's saying, like, you have to, like, not be shy when you're talking to these people. If yeah. you want any position or even a shot at it, you have to, you know, get out of your comfort zone and present, you know, yourself to these people. And is, is,
0: is something like this out of your comfort zone?
1: Uh, a little bit because I'm used to presenting to an online audience. So yeah. seeing it in person is different, but it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, at least I get to actually talk to people who are just as passionate as I am. You know, yeah. I'm just not having a fan in your comment, just kind of, you know, <laughs> just being a yes man, not to say that I hate my fans or anything. It's
0: just sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I get that too. And that's actually, that could almost be a podcast episode in and of itself is when somebody does reach a level of success, how do you prevent them from not listening to yes men? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that one, but it's an interesting question.
1: I'm not that popular online to fully give a competent answer, but I'm sure there are at least a few people who probably could.
0: I don't know. To me, I, I guess I would maybe attribute the answer to that question to, like, what a true friendship is, right? Because yeah. a true friend, to me, is going to call you out on your bullshit when you don't want to hear it.
1: Exactly. They
0: do it from a place of love and a place of respect. I mean, like, there's a trust that's kind of built in for that. So, like, like, not just anybody can tell you that. I think exactly. there has to be like a long long term relationship there a partnership where you build that trust to be able to get to that place. And I think a lot of the top filmmakers that are out there, they have those people that they will keep on speed yeah. dial for lack of a better yeah. word, that will tell them the truth.
1: I mean you can look at George Lucas, I hate to throw him under the bus here, but like
0: I mean it's it's probably not the first time he's been thrown <laughs> under the bus,
1: so. The first few Star Wars films, you know, are masterpieces, nothing all of, ever holds a candle up to them, but then you get these yes-men you when know, he wants to do all these ideas. Yeah. And they rely on that success of, you know, telling him no is that you get things like Jar Jar Binks or the, yeah. all the other prequels. And, I will say this, and
0: I, and I could talk at great length about it, and actually, weirdly enough, I've never actually done, like, dedicated episodes to Star Wars on my podcast. <laughs> you, like, you would think I would, but I, I haven't gotten there yet. But, I will say this. When it comes to the prequels, flawed, absolutely right now I have a lot of respect for him though because I do think Lucas did a lot of very detailed world building um, mm. and had a lot of imagination that in my frank opinion was missing from the yeah, the, I, the sequel trilogy
1: it definitely is uh, like important it's just the execution is yeah. a little sloppy so it gets yeah. like it's like a D minus. You get like the bare basics, but that's about it. Everything I, else. I is... think the one, the, the
0: one general consensus that you can get from people that watch the prequels is most people do agree that Revenge of the Sith is certainly the best yeah. of the three. I mean, like there's definitely the moments in that where you're like I wish there was more of this in the other two.
1: It's it's the closest to the uh, I guess the the first original movies. But yeah. Like... But I also don't know how you how you beat that.
0: I mean, yeah. you, you have to factor in the time that those movies are made. It's a different world different yeah. world to make movies. I don't think you could do that today.
1: And honestly, they look a bit more dated than the older ones just because it has that CGI True. from the two thousand. Have you or... seen Have you seen the
0: original cuts like without the add-in stuff in there? I have not. I think the only way you can do it now is either you have to get the like original VHS tapes, or you have to find... I think there's a, there is a DVD version of the originals, but there's not many of them out there because Lucas was quick to yeah. get them basically out of print so that he could just put in his you know Muppets one or whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you want to call it but look man um I really appreciate talking with you here I hope you're having fun yeah um let's put in some extra plugs for you here so remind everybody again where can they find you how can they find out more about what you're doing
1: yeah um so my uh my main media channel is on instagram it's andrewsart15 and there's an underscore between andrew and art um It'll have a link to my YouTube, which is a corntastrophe. If you don't know how to spell it, just go to my Instagram. Um, I do have a uh, an email too. You know, if you were curious, hey, where can I find this? It's at awpulson 15 at gmail Okay. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, how to find like if my old stuff, just email me there, and I'll be happy to give you the the source file to my older stuff
0: sounds good man are you open to collaborating with other people oh
1: yeah obvious i think collaborations is actually my favorite things to work on more so than you on know, my own stuff sure just because it's more experimental and you're really putting yourself in a new position and it just gets different ideas out of you
0: absolutely well then it was a pleasure let me shake your hand yeah let's do that there you go you did a good job for your first podcast yeah, i'll tell thank you that you. <laughs> thanks for being on man i appreciate it yeah thank you so much